Trey Mills. I hate rap fans podcast. Another one of those other ones. How y'all doing out there? Y'all got y'all coffee. I got mine. Let's go ahead and uh, do a little bit of house cleaning right now. Um, I am on all your streaming services and YouTube. And right now I am in the process of doing the I Hate Rap Fans clips for YouTube and TikTok. It is the podcast broken down in a minute and a half to three minute sections. Um, you can look for that. There are about six episodes on YouTube right now. If you just type up uh, the I Hate Rap Fans podcast clips, you'll find it there. You should be able to also find a link in the uh, show in the actual YouTube on the YouTube page too. That'll lead you there. But you can just go to the search engine and type I Hate Rap Fans clips. And you'll find you can it's there and it's also on TikTok. I'm trying something on TikTok. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I just wanna see. It's just like I said, it's short form audio clips of the full podcast. Uh hopefully that's something that I can put out every day throughout the day, you know, along with putting out the podcast once a day. Really trying to stay on the ground with that. So y'all go ahead and check that out. Let's go ahead and get into it. <sighs> Sipping. I promise y'all a uh Snoop Dogg review. God dang it, I'm finna give you a Snoop Dogg review. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get into the disclaimer. Hands over your heart, stand, rise to your feet, and say it with me. The views and opinions expressed on the I Hate Rap Fans podcast do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of you. Dance music loving, TikTok trend following, non-hip-hop knowing clowns who wouldn't know good music if you walked into a studio and recorded an album ghostwritten by Nas, executive produced by God, with production from Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Prince, and the Bomb Squad, with features from Jesus, Tupac, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Dizzy Gillespie. This podcast is not for you. Please, turn it off. And find something else to listen to. Thank you. Trey Mills. And the I Hate Rap Fans Podcast. The day. Was November 23rd, 1993. The day. A young rapper from Long Beach, California. A young crip. From Long Beach, California. Changed my life personally. That rapper's name. Snoop Doggy Dogg. That album is the reason why I started rapping. Now, I had heard plenty of hip hop before then. I think I've told y'all the first song, the first rap song I ever heard was Houdini's The Freaks Come Out at Night. First rap song I ever memorized was Run DMC's You Be Illin'. The first cassette I ever bought with my own money was The Chronic. The second one, was Doggy Style, and that was the one that changed my life. Doggy Style was a young Snoop Dogg's debut on Death Row Records. Now, as we know, Snoop Dogg has been through a couple of things. Right after that, the success of Doggy Style, there was a uh, short film by the name of Murder Was the Case, uh, kind of based off of what Snoop Dogg was going through at the time. In 1994, he was on trial for murder. He was acquitted, found not guilty. During that time, Death Row fell apart. And he was still signed to Death Row when he comes out with uh, The Dog Father. Not a very good album. A lot of 
people, I was kind of look up when the dog father came out, but a lot of sources say 2001. I want to say it was 1997, 1998. Let me know if I'm right. Let me know if I'm wrong on the next podcast. I'll correct that. That album did not live up to the hype. Dog father did not live up to the hype. 29 years later, Snoop Dogg had a chance to buy back Death Row. And this is his I don't know if you would call it his official death row release or what, but he is very much connecting this release to the death row name. But before I dig into that, before I get into the review, let me give y'all four rap albums y'all just don't give a damn about. Be great. I don't give a fuck. You have a CD player. The first one, Digital Roses Don't Die by Big Crit. The second one, Trade of Truth, United Streets of America. I don't give a fuck. Third one, Currency and the Alchemist, Continuance. Be great. And last but not least, The Blastmaster is back. KRS-One, I'm a MC. Are you one too? Be great. I don't give a fuck. You have a CD player. Four rap albums you guys won't care about. Now let's go ahead and dig into the Born on Death Row release. I'm going to be honest with y'all. A little bit of this, if you've paid attention to the release, it's called Born on Death Row. B-O-D-R. But if you switch the last two letters, B-O-R-D, that's kind of what I was with this album. I like to live with music. I like to sit with music. I don't like to do the quick reviews. I don't like to sit up here and tell you something was an instant classic six hours after it came out. I really like to live with music. So from the last time, this album came out February 11th. From, so from then to now, I've been listening to this music and living with this music. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's been hard. It has been kind of hard. And, and this is coming from somebody who absolutely loves Snoop Dogg. And that's not to say that the album was totally bad. It grew on me the more I listened to it. But the first time was kind of rough, and here's why. Now, I'm going to say this. Let me preface all that by saying this. If you've been paying attention to Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg has been on a run lately. There is a lot of music in his catalog going back to probably about 2018, 2017. Snoop Dogg been on the tear. He's been consistent. He's been good. If you're in that Snoop Dogg fan base, Snoop Dogg can do no wrong. I am in and out of the Snoop Dogg fan base. Snoop Dogg is a very important figure to me, so I pay attention to what he's doing. That being said, there's always been this hope that Snoop would go back or get back to that death row vibe. There's always been that hope that he would kind of resurrect that doggy style moment a little bit. I, he is... 29 years older he's a lot more successful he has a lot more going for him him and dr dre don't work in the same capacity that they did when this man was 19 years old and so i get it we're probably never going to get the vintage snoop dog i don't know if artists even think about i don't think that once artists reach a certain point i don't think they can give you that vintage feel that made you fall in love with them in the first place but i'm gonna say this on the intro track it is a very notable intro track. He gave it to you. And if you're a Snoop Dogg fan like me, you went, oh my God, he finna do it. Oh my God, he finna do it. Oh my God, he finna do it. And he gave you one song and that was it. I wish he would have stayed in that lane, but he didn't. I don't know why he didn't, but he didn't. 
Now, some of the notable producers and features on that album are Battlecat and Hitboy. Battlecat and Hitboy kind of carry the majority of the production. Uh, Battlecat carried more of the production than Hitboy did. Uh, other producers that were on there were uh, Trevor Lawrence Jr. Now, Trevor Lawrence Jr. is a drummer. And he mainly works with a West Coast producer by the name of uh, Terrence Martin. And Terrence Martin is also often a collaborator with Snoop Dogg. I think that at one point he, at the age of maybe, I want to say 18 or 19, he was the musical director, director for Snoop Dogg. He was probably one of the youngest music directors in the industry. He's got a good amount of workout. You can kind of look him up. You can kind of Spotify him or search for him, and you'll see that he has got a bunch of solid work that he has that I listen to him on the regular. Other producers are uh, DJ High Tech, Knotts, Bink, people like that. Um, now, Hitboy produced... Hitboy is coming... His success is coming off of the back of what he's done with Nas. Hitboy produced a song on this album called Conflicted, and it features Nas. Now you think, oh shit, Snoop and Nas, Snoop and Nas. But then you find out it probably was just a Nas throwaway that had a hook on it. And Snoop Dogg was like, well, let me get that since he ain't finished it. Because it's just got Nas on the hook. Uh, he also produced the song Daddy. And it's, 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 it's okay. Trevor Lawrence Jr. Uh, produced a song called Gotta Keep Pushing. And it has the Blackberry Molasses sample from Soul For Real. And it features T.I. and Sleepy Brown. T.I. kind of stands out on the track and does his thing. He comes in with a... I mean, like, T.I. can't do any wrong at this point. T.I. is just going to be T.I. And he's going to come through and he's going to kill it. Another song that stood out for me was Pop Pop, which was also produced by Trevor Lawrence Jr. And it features the baby. I wish they would have did a little bit more with that song. But it is what it is. The baby kind of did his thing. Most of the features on this album... Snoop Dogg kind of gets overshadowed sometimes. Now, the bad, let's go with the bad about this album. B-O-D-R. And I'm saying it slow like that because I'm trying not to spell board. But it's top heavy. It's got 18 tracks. If he'd have cut it down to maybe 12... There were some tracks on here that you just could, you just completely could have done away with, like the Crip Your Enthusiasm, that's got the Curb Your Enthusiasm flip. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's very Snoop Dogg. It really felt like you know everybody was high in the studio and said this would be a good idea, and they did it. But like outside of the novelty and the funness, it's just not a song you're gonna remember. For his Death Row comeback, I really wish that Snoop would have done something more in that vein i get that we're probably never gonna get that snoop dog again but i really wish that he would have for this to be a death row so-called quote-unquote death row release and then not to at least be one dr dre beat or one dog pound feature or hell even a suge knight call from jail for him not to do that on, on what what he's claiming is the return of death row in a sense is kind of crazy to me i really would have liked to see him at least on some songs lean back into those death row days and kind of pull that sound that kind of made him touch the hearts of hip-hop when he first started 
I think that he kind of missed the opportunity for that. Uh, and it felt more just for him to mention he bought Death Row felt more like a rollout plan than an actual I'm back on Death Row. I'm on my Death Row shit thing. It really was just like we need a rollout plan. Let's just say this Death Row because you, you kind of pay attention. He doesn't really say I'm back on Death Row. I got Death Row records. It's just kind of like him reemerging this connection he had with death row and it's kind of weird like there was an opportunity for him to have a lady rage feature like there was a there were plenty that he could have did at least on out of 18 songs you could have gave us a little bit for you to say you're on death row and there's nothing you did that kind of harkens back to that it was kind of disappointing for me a solid effort overall but me personally i scored it about a six and a half a lot of the production is great. Snoop Dogg is definitely in his bag. The features are definitely they are definitely good. But it's not an album that I as a Snoop Dogg fan am going to go back to. I maybe it's out of disappointment. Maybe I'm bitter. I don't know. But it doesn't feel like an album that I'm going to go back to. There are songs that I go back to. Pop Pop is a song I go back to. The intro is a song I go back to. You know, for the most part I gave it a six and a half. It could have had a little bit more nostalgia for me if you're going to tie it so close to Death Row. I don't know what his future plans are, but it just, it really felt like the Super Bowl and him getting the, the, the name or whatever he has with Death Row. It kind of feels like all of that kind of happened at the same time and he just capitalizing on the moment and good for him. For him to announce something that big for somebody who mean for for Snoop for him to you know announce something that big? I was just hoping for a little bit more. I gave it a six and a half. It don't suck. Check it out. It's on all your streaming services. And this has been your boy Trey Mills with another episode of the I Hate Rap Fans podcast. And I'm gonna catch y'all on the other one. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast. Look.